This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. Well, now, the beauty of the grandparent-grandchild relationship and the organisation linking families without extended whānau with older New Zealanders who want to be a grand friend. When Jo Hayes came to New Zealand from the United Kingdom 18 years ago, she didn't intend to stay. But fast forward a few years and she found herself living north of Auckland with two preschoolers and missing her family back home desperately. By chance, she met Susan at her daughter's daycare. Susan was there picking up her grandson. The pair became friends and Susan became granny. Susan to Joe's children. From that grew the idea for Grand Friends, an organisation linking up families with no support around them and older people wanting to lend a hand. Joe Hayes, founder of Grand Friends, kia ora and welcome to Nine to Noon. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here this morning. So take us back. Uh, as anyone with young children would understand, it can feel overwhelming at times, and those support networks make a huge difference, especially family. And you didn't have that um, at the time. So just give us an idea of what was missing. And then we'll talk about the aha moment when you meet Susan. Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I've always been a bit of a home girl, if I'm honest. You know, I came over here, as you said, 18 years ago with a backpack on my back. I was due to um, be here for just six months, you know, doing my working around, you know, as an OE. Um, and And that kind of, you know, basically, I ended up staying here. Um, And, you know, my life changed in that way. And I I never really thought at that point that there was going to be a chance that I would be here in New Zealand for a period of time. I always thought that I would go back to the UK. And when I met um, the man who I um, ended up marrying and the father to my two children, um, it kind of cemented my, my feet in New Zealand. Um, and really, it was at that point, you know, and when we had our first daughter that um, when my mother came over to visit when my daughter was just six weeks old, the the awful feeling when she left um, just was, yeah, I can't, I can't describe how terrible that was for me at the time. Feeling like, you know, the one person who I know that I could turn to, you know, for um, sort of parenting decisions or what do I do? My child's crying. I can't stop them. You know, all, all those kind of parenting dilemmas that we always have. Um, you know, there was there was nothing really there for me sort of locally. Um, and that was what I felt that I really needed. But I put that to one side and I thought, you know, it would be great if there was a service like that. But I didn't really think too much more about it. Until the point where my relationship with my children's father um, broke up. Um, So this was some five years on and my daughter was just about, yeah, she was just just started school and my son was one year old. Um, And my world was upturned by this. And it was really a case for me of, you know, wow, you know, I really am here and I am alone and I have nobody to lean on. Um, And I'm so, so lucky that Susan came into our lives at that point. And just so, ex- yeah. just explain a little bit more about how that happened. Was it a moment of serendipity uh, or, or perhaps a little bit longer as that friendship developed where you began to see the specific kind of relationship that you were missing? Yeah, I mean, initially it was obviously, you know, we just saw each other at the end of the day as she was picking up her grandson and we got chatting. Um, We soon realised we had quite a lot of things in common. So, you know, eventually that kind of chatting turned into her bringing her grandchildren over to 
um, my house, you know, to play with my ch- my children. Um, and just really from there, it developed. Um, and then, the, you know, this thought of having an organization of support, like what Grand Friends is now today, um, came into my mind. And I actually mentioned it really on the off chance <laughs> with Susan, bless her heart, and um, said, you know, I, I'm just thinking that there, there, there should be something like this, you know. There are so many people out there like myself who are from overseas um, who don't have that family support or even people who are New Zealanders whose parents may have passed away or they just don't live nearby or wherever that may be. Um, you know, we, we really, I mean, I really needed that support and I know how beneficial and how wonderful it was for me. And I remember Susan saying to me, well, well, don't you dare ever think of getting anybody other than me. <laughs> Um, so absolutely not, Susan. You're here and you're stuck with me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it was really kind of at that point, and um, and then really a, a very uh, random Facebook um, community post that I put up in our local Hibiscus Coast, which is where I'm based, north of Auckland, um, on our community Facebook page, saying, "Look, I'm thinking of doing this. You know, this is an idea that I have had," um, and everybody loved it, and it really cemented the idea in my mind. Um, that this was something that needed to happen. It went viral, as they say, back in the day, and that led to it being launched within a week. But things can be short-lived, can't they? There can be sort of this Mm short-lived, oh, this is a great idea, and everyone jumps on board and says yes, 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 and then it kind of fades. But that's not what's happened. No, really not. You know, the demand has just been quite outstanding. Um, You know, and I think particularly last year, COVID has kind of accentuated that. Um, you know, we, we've always had a steady stream of applications come in. Um, we took, in, in the first sort of maybe three years, we, we had a couple of hundred members in the first sort of three years or so, um, which we, we were very happy about. Um, since COVID, that has more than doubled. So just in this last year, our membership has increased to over 600. Goodness. Um, which is, yeah, yeah. The and is this nation, is, nationwide, Joe? This is, nation, this is nationwide now, yes. Um, you know, originally it was going to be a very small, locally-based Hibiscus Coast community organisation. <laughs> um, and, and since it went viral initially, um, and I, I did appear on a couple of um, TV shows, um, and since that happened, you know, I started getting applications from Christchurch and from Wellington and from the Hawke's Bay and, you know, all around. And um, I couldn't say no. You know, the demand was there. I wanted to make sure that people were able to have what I had, which has just been so magical and, and wonderful for my family. So you're a charitable trust now. And how does it all happen? Right. OK, yes, we are a charitable trust. Um, we've been one for about coming up four years now. Um, we have basically the, the sort of central thing is that we have our website um, and we have an application form on our website. We have one for our grand friends and one for our families. So there are two slightly separate um, ways in which the applications go. Um, all our grand friends um, by law are police vetted. Um, so we do ensure that anybody who is out, you know, is part of our membership um, does, you know, are fully police vetted um, to to protect everybody, basically. Um, So they go through one um, sort of application form um, and we sort out the police vetting. And then once we've got all the details, um, we have a team of volunteer coordinators who who are based all around the country who are the matchmakers. So they will go out and they will find out as much as they can about our members um, and they will put them together. Quite simply. (laughs) I say simply. It's never actually that simple, but um, that's the process, basically. So, um, yeah, 
apply via our website and go from there. So tell us the nature of some of these um, friendships and relationships that develop. In your case with Susan, you you essentially almost merged your families in some ways, didn't you? Uh, As you would, were she blood kin? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we we very much are... um, I don't know. I don't know what it is. We're on very much the same wavelength, myself and Susan. Um, we have so much in common. We think the same way. It's quite uncanny. It's <laughs> it's, it's it's unbelievable. And like, to be honest, I don't know um, what my life would be like without that. Now, you know, I certainly believe that my mental health would not be anywhere near as good as it is without having had Susan in my life. Um, you know, and we find that our members um, who we've connected, um, you know, feel very similar around this. You know, they 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 can't believe the change that has happened in, in their family lives. Um, you know, the grandfriends absolutely love it. They love having little ones around them. You know, they, they feel more connected. They feel um, less isolated and are really building some wonderful lifelong relationships. Um, and they feel valued and needed. Um, which is so important for them as well. It's solving two problems in some ways, isn't it? It's, it's, it's basically Absolutely. looking at the way our communities and societies have sort of fractured into nuclear family lines and then increasingly, you know, as with your situation, often uh, a parent on their own raising children and then mm-hmm. equally how grandparents are sort of empty nesters and going, well, now what? And it is bringing back that big family that, that uh, many cultures still keep together, but, but that increasingly we don't. Could you give us an indication yeah. of the n- different natures of the, of the kind of relationships and how much or how little you might be involved um, and how that's kind of worked out? Yeah, I mean, we do kind of leave... In, in some extent, people to their own devices as to how much they want to see each other. We have no sort of stipulation as to, you know, you, you the family and the grandfriend must see each other once a week or, you know, there's nothing like that that we kind of say. We suggest, obviously, that that would be great. Um, but we've all got our own lives. They're all very busy. Um, and But if this is a relationship that you want to develop, then you will work at that. It's almost like having a... Uh, uh, you know, I don't want to say an intimate relationship, really, but you know what I mean. It is it's like a, a lifelong relationship that you're building here. So it will take a little bit of time and you'll get in your groove. Um, so, you know, we, we do suggest that people see each other sort of reasonably often, um, but we don't have any real sort of control over that. Um, but we've had all sorts of people, you know, we have had people from overseas um, who have come here lots we have lots of British people like myself who want to get involved because obviously their family and particularly now with COVID when neither families can really travel and, and go and see each other that way you know we all rely upon Zoom and and you know such like um, which is fabulous in its time but there's there's nothing quite like that relationship where um, you know you can have a hug <laughs> um, so yeah you also talked about the mental health side of things, and you had very young children, I think, when you were on your or when you were uh, literally on your own. As you said, your family was at home yes. in the UK, and, and you'd separated. Mm-hmm. And this is a there, there are times there's, there's, there's the run of the mill challenge of parenting, and then there's times where uh, you really need to be able to talk, and you really do need to be able to lean on people even even mm-hmm. more than than normal. And you know, mm-hmm. this is this is the thing, and it, as you say, it doesn't have to be excessively frequent. It just has to be you know it's there. And, yeah. and that the opportunity is there and is regular. That's right. I mean, it really is that, for me particularly, um, it's that shoulder to cry on. You know, it's it's that 
somebody who I know that I can rely on, you know, if one of my kids, heaven forbid, would have has an accident, you know, I can drop one child with her um, and go and take and deal with the other one, you know. I mean, my my children's father is is very much still in the picture. So, you know, he he would obviously be the first stop, but would he, if he's not around, um, then Susan is is that person for me. You know, she'll pick them up from school if I'm running late. She'll she'll just do you know what what needs to be done she obviously has her own children and who um who have their own children as well so she's a she's a grandparent to many um and has just added my two into the mix as well there so there's a kind of know, mathematical it, equation with grandparents isn't it that they seem to be able to multiply <laughs> <laughs> totally. multiply to um, to meet the need in some ways uh, i'm curious on some of the feedback that you've had from the grand friends like you mentioned that buzz that you know any grandparent gets when they're around their own grandchildren their own kin again yeah. but again if they're sort of removed or you know, they've gone to live overseas or whatever um that's or they've grown up there's just yeah. that glorious little sort of dopamine hit and serotonin hit that they get from the connection and from feeling valued and what's some of the feedback you've had from them oh yeah totally i mean we, we've had quite a lot of feedback back with regards to that you know and it is from you know just the the absolute delight of having young ones running around their house you know um you know them feeling young again and being able to play again and and do things that they wouldn't dream of having done before you know being open to new experiences and 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 just you know all that kind of stuff and it really is you know, just as important for our grandfriends, um, in some ways, if not more, um, as it is for our family members. You know, it is, it really is such a win-win um, solution for for social isolation and loneliness, and for really bringing that support to our family members. And um, yeah, and and much greater resilience as well. I think. I think if you know that somebody's got your back, you know, you're going to strive forward in this world with much greater. Um, I don't know, pizzazz, I guess. <laughs> the the, re- the rebranding that happened to Grand Friends, I think you've been going about five mm-hmm. years now, does that reflect That's that right. it's not always you know, you know, a, a, a grandparent in their um, 50s, 60s mm-hmm. or 70s? You've got young people coming forward to say, hey, I'd like to help out too. That's right, yes. I mean, that was absolutely the change that we had to make. Um, we had some people um, in their 40s, um, which, you know, absolutely could be a grandparent in, the, in their own right, mind. But, um, you know, the, the people in their 40s kind of came to us and said, well, we, can we be an auntie? You know, we, we're from the UK. We had a particular couple who were from the UK um, and they had left nieces and nephews behind and they were really missing that, that connection um, and just wanted to be of help and friendship you know um so yeah absolutely we changed the name to enable that to be a a lot more broad um you know scoping for people to come and join us where are you at have you got a waiting list at the moment we do (laughs) sadly we do um we are um we are family heavy in our membership so we are looking for more grand friends to join us um and i think in a way that will possibly um, you know, that will change, I think, in the future. But, um, I, yeah, it, it's quite tricky at the moment. However, we are working through that. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's and we do keep in touch as much as we can with all our members and make sure that they know what's going on. But we do, as I said, there is a little bit of a waiting list and we're working through that. Good stuff, Joe. Thank you. We've got the link up on the website if anyone else is interested in getting involved with Grand Friends. Thanks very much to Joe Hayes, who is the founder.